Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Wow, what are we going to discuss today? Let me tell you. My father's joined with me, and we are going to discuss the Joe Rogan podcast and Sanjay Gupta being his guest. Most of you have probably seen this man. I've seen him just kind of throughout growing up because he works for CNN. But if you know anything at all about just Joe Rogan and following him, that's a big deal because recently Joe Rogan got COVID and he basically was explaining the treatments that he was getting. He did not get the vaccine. And he talked about ivermectin was one of the ones that his doctor recommended to him. Mm. And then... Basically, he was defamed by people on CNN saying that he was taking horse dewormer, that he was really hurting the public because of what he was recommending and all that. Um, So then I was super shocked to see that (laughs) Sanjay Gupta goes on his show. Um, From what I've, I watched the whole thing. It was like over three hours, but it was fascinating. Like every bit of it was. I could tell Sanjay Gupta, he is like, he's a very, you know, charismatic smart man and i think he i think he thinks he has a sway with people i think he thinks he's like a little bit more persuasive and able to have people change their mind especially with his credentials being a doctor Mm. so i know he was on the dax shepherd podcast which is another huge podcast and they loved him and everything so i think just overall he thinks pretty highly of himself so whenever he was starting out on the show, he was saying, you know, the reason I really wanted to go on was um, I I talked to CNN, uh, the CNN audience, and I think they get it. But there's other people that don't seem to understand. And so I wanted to come on here and just kind of explain. And Joe Rogan, his approach is more, no, I just want to, I just want to talk to you. And I respect you, by the way, because um, a few years back you had admitted that you were wrong about medical marijuana, that there actually are some positive effects to it. And if you want to see Sanjay Gupta talk about this while on CNN, just type in Sanjay Gupta, I was wrong, and you'll easily find it because don't think he'll ever say that again. Mm. <laughs> it's a one-time thing. Yeah, it's a one-time uh, for sure. So, But that's, that is why Joe Rogan personally respects him and says, uh, he was basically saying, "If I know that if you are willing to admit that you were wrong about that, that you're a good guy. Mm. Um, so during the interview, yeah, it was a good exchange. You know, they were just, it, it did get a little tense at some points. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good exchange. But I think what was more disappointing was the fact that Sanjay Gupta, how he talked once he was on CNN to his coworkers mm. about the interview. Mm-hmm. Two different people. It was two different people there. And it was just frustrating. So let's see. Are you talking about he went back and was on the air talking to his coworkers? And yes. Okay. Yeah. And co- contradicting what he said. Mm. So uh, would you like to start with the Joe Rogan clip or a CNN clip? I guess the Joe Rogan one because it came yeah. first. Okay. So this will be about... Um, I got two clips, and this is one where they were really discussing vaccinating children. That is a big area where Joe Rogan is um, really in disagreement with the vaccines. He doesn't think there's any point to vaccinating children. 
with a breakthrough infection untreated you're probably more vulnerable than the average child who is not vaccinated who gets covid uh, like, like people have died who are double vaccinated in fact there was a guy who just won an emmy who's uh who's, yeah i saw that yeah the odds of that happening to a healthy child are very very low very low but that guy is probably your age how old are you I'm 51. Yeah, he's about your age. Theoretically, you would be more vulnerable than a young child would be. You vaccinated would be more vulnerable of a breakthrough infection than a young child would be, statistically speaking, right? Uh, but you're not worried about catching it. They're both rare. But you're not worried about catching it. You're not worried about catching it because you've been vaccinated and you think it imparts a certain amount of protection. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is I think that not worry is the same feeling that a lot of people have about their children. They're not worried about their healthy children catching it for the same reason you're not worried about catching it being vaccinated. That if treated correctly, they think that the child probably has a better chance even than you do because you're 51 years old. I, I think... Is that... I, I, I mean, they're they're both. That seems reasonable, right? Well, I think it's. I don't. I I, I know the story but about you, this fifty-three-year-old. You see guy. what I'm saying? Like with your well, attitude, that you're not worried about catching it because you've been vaccinated and you're a healthy guy. I'm, that is the exact same feeling that people have about vaccinating their children. If they have healthy children and they know that statistically speaking, there's so few children that have died from COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, th th there are. It's like, I think 500 or so children. Out of have died millions from, and millions and millions of kids. That probably have been exposed. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, it's again, part of it is, is not defining this in terms of life and death. Um, I think but it's do you understand my point? Well, are you suggesting I get boosted? <laughs> I'm not say? saying that. What I'm saying is your attitude about not being concerned because you have antibodies and you think you would get through it even if you had a breakthrough infection. That is the exact same attitude that a lot of young people have where they don't want to get a shot because they're worried about the consequences, even though they're incredibly small. Consequences of the vaccine. Of the vaccine. Incredibly small. But the VAERS report they do have deaths yeah so he, yeah it's interesting that he to speak to sanjay gupta and try to make a point he has to say the same point about 10 times and it was way more than this mm. this was just two minutes mm -hmm. they did this for about 30 minutes wow because he would not relent yeah and in the end i think his point with kids was well, it's better than nothing. Overall, it's going to help. Mm. That's what Sanjay Gupta was saying. And Joe Rogan didn't relent. You know, he's just like, yeah, because what is it? That, that's what he said at one point, And that's whenever Joe Rogan pinned on that. And it was very smart of him because he's like, mm. you know, I feel like I'm not going to get it. I feel immune. That's what Sanjay Gupta is saying as a 51-year-old man. Mm. So he's like, mm. oh, okay, well, let's talk about this feeling you have. Because uh, you have, you feel that you have the right to have this feeling, but you do not want parents of kids to have the same feeling about their kids not getting vaccinated. So how come you are allowed to have that feeling and they are not? And it's an excellent point. I, I guess, I, you know, I'm just imagining that Sanjay Gupta is arguing that even though it's very rare for children to die or even suffer serious symptoms, uh, the, the odds would go down even further with the vaccine. <clears throat> and he probably would argue that the side effect thing with the vaccine is, is even way lower. So 
uh, you know, just minimizing that. Uh, so, and there's probably not good stats on that anyway, to be honest. Yeah, and well, it was 500 kids that have died overall from COVID. Mm. 10 to 20 kids that have died without pre-existing uh, conditions. So all the other people, they mm. had had pre-existing conditions, their I kids see. with that. So that wasn't going to help. It, obviously, each death is sad, but mm. that is mm. not that many in the mm. scheme of things. You know, and it'd be interesting if you could get numbers on children that have either died or suffered serious consequences from the vaccine and compare that with that 10 to 20 number that you just mentioned. Joe Rogan did mention in the interview the example that he knew of, and he understood, he kept on saying, I know that this is anecdotal, this did not happen to everybody, Mm -hmm. but this did happen, and I do want to explain the importance of it. So it was that uh, a 19-year-old fit lady took the vaccine in four to five days, got a heart attack, died. And they know it was the vaccine. They know it was. And so he was making the point to Sanjay Gupta that that is not... Uh, that she did not even have to have gotten the vaccine. If she had gotten COVID, it would have been gone in mm. the next few days, mm-hmm. and she would have been fine. And then she would have had the antibodies. So he's saying it is a shame that that happened in that situation with her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was he was pretty shocked about that example, Sanjay Gupta was. Um, but, you know, it didn't really, mm-hmm. didn't really change his whole view. Yeah, so he can't <clears throat> give in to that, or else he'd be arguing for everybody below 20 to not have to get it. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. he just can't do that because, you know, and that's where you get into the, you know, the theories, and that is, is it the money, the ph- pharmaceutical, you know, what they would gain by giving it to all these other categories, you know, these age groups, these younger ones, and then all the boosters that would accompany at some point. Um, and you know we we can really start to believe that that is the motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know why do you have a guy with the credentials like Gupta who is pushing this so hard <clears throat> when he's having a hard time arguing with a layman <laughs> about you know comparative consequences? Mm-hmm. And you know. It looks like, you know, let's be honest. If he works for CNN, he has to say this. He, you know, either, either he says this in terms of everybody has to be vaccinated, you know, all the age groups just going along with all of that, or else he's going to have to be replaced. He, he doesn't really have a choice. You know, can you imagine that? He, he can't go off script. <clears throat> so that's that really makes you a little bit suspicious because you never hear folks that are working for the big network go off script. They have to go with the party line. And that doesn't really look very um, objective. Yeah. And whenever Joe Rogan begins to confront him about his network lying about him whenever he got COVID, you know, it could seem like if you just played that clip, it could seem like, that was what Joe Rogan was ready for, and he was ready to just fight him over that. No, it actually came up in a very interesting way. Um, I forget the exact way that it came up, but he 
you know, once it did, he did, he, he took, he was like, okay, well, we actually need to talk about this, but it was not, okay, let's talk about this now. He mm. didn't like just start it that way. And, um, yeah, I want to play that exchange because that was this, if you, if you see highlights, this is the one you're going to see the most of. And I am going to play the whole thing. We might pause it just once and talk, but, uh, I, I really, I think it's important. Everything that was said. Why would I take a chance in getting vaccinated on top of that? By the way, I'm glad you're you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably the only one at CNN that's glad. No, 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 no. We're not. The rest of them are all lying about me taking horse medication. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. They're well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of it's not a mistake yeah they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine well the fda put this thing out you saw that did you see that thing that the fda put out what did the fda put out <laughs> it was a tweet and it was snarky i admit it they said you are not a horse you are not a cow stop taking this stuff or something like why that. why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the nobel the prize the nobel prize in 2015 yeah yeah no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro you know that, right? I, uh, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, see, the, the thing is, we're, we're we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no no two, no, no, two no, things no. On you the have ledger. To, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer they, they they shouldn't have said that why did they do that i don't know you didn't ask you i didn't think that was your, did, you're the medical guy over there i didn't ask i should have asked before but they did it with podcast. such glee no yes i watched they, you I watched. watched i watched you watched no i don't think there's yes glee. They did. i don't i no one takes <laughs> joe rogan says yes, COVID, taking, taking livestock drug despite warnings yeah, Jamie had to pull this up. You want to huh? play it? Does she? Does she? This have is your news network. I'm gonna watch. Let's see. I'm gonna watch. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock. The FDA and the CDC warn against using to treat COVID. Turns out I got COVID. Look, they put a so yellow filter on me too. The kitchen sink out of all kinds <laughs> of meds. Monoclonal you see the, the original video versus uh, that. I look like shit there. Z Do you know that? I think you look good. Pause. Uh, Pause. It's enough. Prednisone. I don't. That's think, enough, Jimmy. I don't but, think Aaron had Glee. Oh uh, well, it's more Brian Stelter was the gleeful one. 
But this, the point is, that's a lie. It can be used for humans. I, I get it. I, I totally... Not just could be used for humans. Is often used for humans along with all the other drugs I took. All human drugs. Yes. They know it's a human drug. It's, it's, a, it can, it's right. But and the, they lied. The thing... It's I, defamatory. It, it is... It is uh, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. It's I get, defamatory, right? Well, I don't know if it's defamatory. I bet it is. Yeah, well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. It's but, a lie. Well, see, here's the thing. It, it, can we? You can have nuanced discussions about this. <laughs> no, right? you can't. Yeah, you, can. you can't have nuanced discussions about lying about someone taking horseshoe. There armor. was no glee, by the way, from from her. She well, was. Not I didn't think any, watch her. Anyone takes uh, anyone takes people's illness. Oh I, yes, they. do. They don't want you, you to get stop sick, it. Joe. Yes, they do. They, they want were you upset to get sick. that I got healthy. I. I the, the, that's one thing they they didn't report on the fact that I was negative five days later. And working out six days later. Well, six days after infection, I was back in the gym. I'm glad. Felt great. I'm glad you you do. I really Me am. Too. I, I thank think you. Most of the people. I'm glad you're I, glad. You're a nice guy. Most of <laughs> the people I know, I think, would be glad that you. I don't think that there was any. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that weren't glad. But my point is, you're working for a news organization. If they're lying about a comedian taking horse medication, what are they telling us about Russia? What are they telling <sighs> us about Syria? Do you know, do you understand that that's why people get concerned about the veracity of the news the the the, the concern was uh, look just the nuance part of this and you're not taking a horse to warmer i get it you got that as a legitimate but medication from a pharmacy some, some, whatever that's kind of a joke my friend megan brought me the the the, <laughs> the thing about it is that what people were doing as you may know when they when they had the original trial they showed that the plasma concentrations that you needed to be antiviral anti-parasitic it's it's a very useful tool same thing with a lot of medications, by the way, that they can be very effective for one thing, but not as effective for something else or not as effective at the same dose. What they were finding in some of these trials was that to get the plasma, you know, the blood concentrations mm -hmm. high enough, you had to take very high doses that were more in that line with... That has nothing to do with me taking They shouldn't have called it a horse dormer. It's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Taking them to task. Oh, yeah. He certainly did. Y you know, the truth is... CNN wants to put itself out there as a news network when they are a political machine. And within their political discourse, they want to make arguments, many of which stretch the truth, and many of them are outright false. And yet they're the fact checker of everyone else, yet they're... You know, they're just as guilty as anyone else of, you know, stretching the truth and even outright lying. Uh, they, they want everybody out there. What they're trying to do is influence people. They want people to view ivermectin as only for animals because they don't want people taking it. Why do they not want people taking it? Because it's effective. And that would cause you not, it would give you a viable alternative to the vaccine. They don't want you to have a viable alternative to the vaccine. So, yeah, it, I, he, he basically is shining a light on their duplicity. Exactly right. And he, yeah, he was not going to get off of it. 
Sanjay Gupta was trying to change the subject. Mm-hmm. And yeah, by the end, he's just like, okay, okay. And it, several times he would kind of bring it up again. Sanjay Gupta would, mm-hmm. not Joe. And then he'd be, uh, and then Joe Rogan would like fight him again. And then he'd be like, okay, can I say I'm sorry I brought it up? <laughs> like several times he did that. <laughs> and he's just like, thank quit bringing it up. <laughs> he's like, and then at one point he said, um, I could tell that it really bothered you or like you were like, it hit your ego. And he's like, no, you guys lied. <laughs> it wasn't an ego hit. You guys are a news organization that purposely lied. And he brings up such a good point. If they're lying about this, how do you know they're not lying about everything else? They usually are. <laughs> 100%. So we heard, can we all agree, listeners, we heard Sanjay Gupta say, yes, you're right. That was wrong of them. Yes, it's on a, a horse dewormer. Yes. Well, let's listen to him talk to Don Lemon on CNN. Very important. I know it's in, in large part a tongue-in-cheek interview, and, you know, because it's Joe Rogan and there's lots of, you're jockeying back and forth. But he, he did say something about ivermectin that I think wasn't actually correct about CNN and lying, okay? Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. I, I, I think that's important, and it is not approved for COVID. Correct? That's right. That's correct. It, it, it is not approved for COVID, and you're right. I mean, the FDA even put out a, a statement saying, you know, basically reminding people it was a strange sort of message from the FDA, but that said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking this stuff, is essentially what they said, referring to ivermectin. Now, I think what, what Joe's point that is... It has been approved is that for humans, and, but not necessarily for COVID, right? Yeah. That's correct. It's been it's been used for a parasitic disease for something it's called river blindness, and it's been very effective for that. But, you know, just because it works for one thing doesn't mean it works for something else. And, you know, there's still a few ongoing clinical trials around ivermectin. But for the most part, if you look at the data, there's no evidence that it that it really works here. When Joe got sick, he took ivermectin. He also took monoclonal antibodies, mm-hmm. which is, you know, an infusion of these antibodies. So he took both those things. It's, it's, it's very likely it was the monoclonal antibodies that made him feel better so quickly. Sanjay, always a pleasure. I hope this was an easier uh, experience <laughs> than Joe Rogan. You held your own, though. It was very good. Three hours. I mean, I don't think I've ever spoken to another human for three hours before just like that. It was really something. <laughs> Sanjay, thank you. Best of luck with the book as well. World War C. Thank you. More Fake. Two-faced. <laughs> So he runs back to friendly territory where he can do his friendly little um, skewing of the truth. You know, my understanding is there is ivermectin in human form and also ivermectin in animal form. So they they make changes to it. Uh, You know, it has to do with dosage and the form. So, you know, to try to say it's the exact same thing, and I think that's what they were implying in that little clip there with Don Lemon, is just not true. And clearly, uh, Joe Rogan had the human form of ivermectin, and that's the form that almost everybody is using. Um, Are there people out there that maybe because of difficulty in getting the human form, they may 
try to dilute some version of the animal form. There may be some. I don't think there are too many uh, because it it is more risky and it's not all that clear how to do that, how to try to make it into that form. Um, but really th- what they want is they don't want anybody using it and they're even trying to say that it's not effective. And let's just say there's millions of Americans who have found that it is. Yeah, it's just um, he felt... Joe Rogan fell sick for one day. Mm-hmm. He said he only had one bad day. Uh, and then he was good. So mm-hmm. it they don't like to hear that. <laughs> right. It, it makes them upset. And that is all this is. It's just a power play. But I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of this interview. The fact that you see someone on CNN going to someone like Joe Rogan this almost never happens. Mm, mm-hmm. You will see Anderson Cooper on all the late night TV shows promoting his book. You see that kind of stuff all the time. That's no mm-hmm. problem because that's safe territory. Mm. You never see this. And yeah, I really think that he thought he could do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, he did write an article about it, about his experience. Mm. I was just going to read part of it if that's okay. Um, In today's highly segmented media world, most of the people who watch and listen to me every day on CNN have already received and accepted the message about the utility of vaccines, the importance of masks, and how we can all work together to put an end to this pandemic. So I realized that if I was serious about trying to communicate public health, I needed to go to a less comfortable place. I needed to go into the lion's den and accept an invitation to sit down with Joe Rogan for more than three hours. I don't think I've ever had a conversation that long with anyone. Seriously, think about that. We sat in a windowless podcast booth with two sets of headphones and microphones and a few feet between us. Not a single interruption, no cell phones, no distractions, no bathroom breaks. Okay, so I just wanted to pause right there. Have you really never had a conversation with someone for more than three hours? That (laughs) blows my mind. I'm not saying I have them every day, but I have long conversations with Mm. people. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have never says more about you than it does about him. Right. And what, what what are you saying? He talked to me too long. Mm. Okay, he <laughs> wanted to talk to you? The lion's den is better known as the truth den. Oh, yeah. I'm used to being able to just lie, and uh, no one questions me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not used to actually, yeah, being put to task. That was weird. And... Yeah, a windowless podcast booth. I need windows so I can uh, jump out of them more easily <laughs> so that I can go back to Georgia CNN studios and lie there. Mm. Um, but yeah, and he, people go and do bathroom breaks all the time in the Joe Rogan show. Mm. He chose not to. Yeah, because three hours is a long time. But yeah, people do that. They're like, oh, I got to go. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. He doesn't care. Right. He goes himself. It doesn't matter. It's just, he just... Gives that time, and there's there's no set time, and he's like, let's just talk, and he that's the way he does it. That's the way he loves it. Um, okay, so I'll continue. At a time when there is desire for shorter, crisper content, responding to abbreviated human attention spans, one of the most popular podcasts in the country features conversations that last ex- exceptionally long and go particularly deep. So no, you're you're contradicting yourself. I think that he thinks it's better to be shorter and crisper mm. and all that. Um, and then, but yeah, he's just like, oh, this is so long. 
Yeah, he was probably on Dax Shepard's show for two hours. Usually they're a two-hour podcast. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. like, give me a break. That's a, that's long too. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we saying here? Okay. Many friends cautioned me against accepting Joe's invitation. There is little room for reasonable conversations anymore, one person told me. He is a brawler and doesn't play fair, another warned. In fact, when I told Joe early in the podcast that I didn't agree with his apparent views on vaccines against COVID, ivermectin, and many things in in between, part of me thought the MMA, former Taekwondo champion, might hurdle himself across the table and throttle my neck. But instead, he smiled off. Uh, he smiled and off we went. He was really worried that <laughs> Joe Rogan was going to just uh, throttle his neck. He's kind of portraying himself as such a courageous hero for doing this. So ridiculous. <laughs> there has never been a physical alter- altercation in the more than 1,000 episodes with Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan has had on Alex Jones. Mm. He's had on Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. He's had on Candace Owens, Stephen Crowder. Uh, he's had on some pretty controversial figures. I don't think he's going to choose you <laughs> to do the first physical attack on his show. And he's also not an idiot. Mm. Why would he do that? It, it's like you've got this doctor with all these degrees and all this credentials and he's acting like he was intimidated by a podcast host which okay i will say there is sometimes an intimidation factor like joe rogan has big muscles and yeah he he was very like intent with the eye contact i'm sure that's a little intimidating but to actually say i thought he was going to do something physical to me Give me a break. And it's, it is such a smear. Mm. It's such a smear. And he knew that this is permanent. It's on the web. Because I could understand maybe just saying that to a friend, you know, oh, well, where do you, you know, just to be funny. Like, mm. but mm. he put it on an actual article. Right. Like the, yeah, whatever. Um, okay. So then this is another part. Here is a headline Joe Rogan agreed to get vaccinated. Okay, I'm embellishing here, but Joe Rogan is the one guy in the country I wanted to exchange views with in a real dialogue, one that could potentially be among the most important conversations of this entire pandemic. After listening to his podcast for a while now, I wanted to know, was Joe simply a sower of doubt, a creator of chaos, or was there something more? Was he asking questions that begged to be asked, fueled by necessary suspicion and skepticism? Into the lion's den. It wasn't what Joe Rogan thinks that most interested me. It was how he thinks. That is what I really wanted to understand. Truth is, I've always been a naturally skeptical person myself. One of my personal heroes, the physicist Edwin Hubble, said a scientist has a healthy skepticism, suspended judgment, and disciplined imagination. Not only about other people's ideas, but also about their own. It's a good way of thinking about the world, full of honesty and humility. I live by that. And I think Joe may to some extent as well. He will be the first to point out that he's not a doctor or a scientist who has studied these topics himself. Instead, he seems to see himself less a rapscallion and some sort of guardian of the galaxy pointing out the missteps made by large institutions such as the government and mainstream medicine and then wondering aloud if if they can still be trusted to make recommendations or even mandates for the rest of us. To many, he represents a queen bee in a a hive mind, advancing free will and personal liberty. Above all else, the the free will of your fist ends where my nose begins. When I said this to Joe, the MMA fighter, he paused, sat back, and listened for a while. I asked him, 
Is it not possible to advocate strongly for personal freedoms but also recognize the unique threat a highly contagious disease represents? He seemed to agree, but then quickly countered with a common misconception about the overall utility of the vaccines. If vaccinated people transmit just as much as the unvaccinated, why are they really necessary? It was like Joe and I were now in the octagon, circling one another. He stared at me intently now, eyebrows raised. I admitted that the vaccinated could still carry the virus at similar loads as the unvaccinated, but uh, swiftly added, before he could claim victory, that there was more to the story. I shared data with Joe showing the vaccinated were eight times less likely to become infected in the first place and that their viral loads came down more rapidly if they did get infected, making them contagious for a shorter period and less likely to spread the virus. Vaccines are not perfect, but he had to agree they are certainly a worthy tool to help control the spread of the virus and they are particularly effective at keeping people from getting severely ill or dying. They also may help prevent the development of long COVID, a chronic stateness, a state of illness that some people develop after natural infection, even if their bout with the acute phase of infection was mild. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, it's interesting. It's like you had over three hours, and apparently that wasn't enough. Now you've got to do it but without Joe Rogan, where you can just tell it your way and twist it without any challenge. Joe Rogan made a post today advertising the the podcast, that specific mm. one, and he was just like, you know, don't watch just the clips because it makes it look like him and I just fought the whole time. He's like, it was a really good discussion. I really enjoyed him. He's a really wonderful guy. And yet then you see this. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Joe Rogan's trying to be nice. He's trying to be, yeah. it's just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, well, Sanjay Gupta, he's, he's really acting very small. Oh, my gosh. It, more than I thought he would. Mm. I thought he'd be, I, I thought he'd do a little better. Mm. And I think CNN pays him $4 million, mm. I think. So quite a bit of money. He also uh, works for a university. He also works for a hospital. So, uh, well, and then he's selling salaries. a book. If you, mm. if you sell a book mm. and it sells well, you are set. You're good. Mm-hmm. That will make you so much money. Um, okay, so I know this is a long article, but it really is good. Um, what he said, good in a bad way. So bad, it, it's really bad. Uh, what he said next surprised me. So it turns out that Joe Rogan nearly got vaccinated. That was a headline. It was a few months ago when he was in Las Vegas. He had an appointment scheduled, but had logistical hurdles and couldn't make it. He offered up this story as proof he is not necessarily anti-vaccine, even if he does consistently raise issues questioning their legitimacy. So it wasn't only that, by the way, I will just say that he, it was also that it was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So it, he basically, he was, it delayed a t like two weeks. He was going to get, get it in two weeks instead. And during that two weeks, uh, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine got recalled because of mm. the blood clotting issue that they saw. So he tells it just like, mm. it was just a logistical issue. No, it was because there was also an issue with the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So already right there. Um, it's this sort of back and forth that makes it so hard to pin Joe Rogan down, both in martial arts and a podcast interview. So, okay, what, you were fighting him? I, I didn't see that. I would have really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this part was interesting. For example, even as he sometimes rallied against masks, the Joe Rogan Experience mask emblazoned with his logo are available for sale on his website. I even bought one ahead of time and gave it to him as a gift. He looked surprised. Incidentally, they are made in China. 
Okay, so th- this is, this literally happened, and I thought I misinterpreted what happened. He had a Joe Rogan podcast mask, and he gave it to Joe Rogan. I thought that he he was basically saying, "Look, I I bought this mask." Mm-hmm. I thought he was just mm-hmm. showing him that he had bought the mask. Mm-hmm. He was giving it to him as a gift, and Joe Rogan was just like, "Oh, cool. Okay, it's our mask." It was stupid, it, and yeah, uh, yeah. someone someone I listened to was making the analogy because he's like, "Okay, well, we have merch on our side as well." It'd be like someone coming and saying, here, I bought you your t-shirt. And he's like, well, dude, we got like 500 in the back. <laughs> like, okay. Like, why do I care that you gave this to me? <laughs> it was a safe, it was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, okay. It yeah. makes no sense. It, a merch store, they, they're just trying to sell whatever they can. Yeah. Because if there's people, if you're going to be able to make like whatever, $10,000 from a mask, you're going to tell me you're not going to sell it. Like, come mm. on, of course you're going to sell mm. it. So yeah, it was just like, here's your mask, Joe. Put it on right now, Joe. Um, okay, so despite a downplaying of COVID risk, often heard on Joe's podcast, his private studio prioritizes safety. A nurse was present to perform a rapid COVID test before we began. We were even checked for the presence of antibodies with a finger prick blood test. Both of us carried antibodies, his from natural immunity, mine from the vaccine. I was vaccinated in December of last year, and Rogan uh, contracted COVID at the end of August. Even though his antibody tests could only detect the presence of antibodies and not their strength, Joe took great pride in his test, insisting the thickness of his lines must mean stronger immunity. I am fairly certain he was joking, and I didn't have the heart to tell him that my antibody line was significantly thicker than his anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so Joe Rogan kept on mentioning that and yeah. he always talks about it. He's just like, uh, Jamie's got, Jamie is his assistant who does basically Jamie just Googles things as quickly as he, like he is the fastest Googler probably in the mm-hmm. world. Um, and it helps keep the fact checking on the show. Uh, he's his assistant. So he's always said, Jamie's got those thick antibody lines. And I didn't really understand what he meant, but that's what he means. It's a test. And so then Sanjay Gupta was like, yes, well, I had very good antibody lines. And then Joe Rogan's like, uh, no, you didn't. Yours were so thin. And he goes, say that. He's like, uh-huh. Jamie and I had way thicker lines than you. And Sanjay was like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but yeah, then he has, he has the guts to say it on the article. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> so it was hilarious. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, we'll just stop it there. I feel like I, we read enough of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the article. Um, I want to play just one more thing. You know, myocarditis can be a really frightening thing. They can develop chest pain, shortness of breath, things like that. It's inflammation of the heart. That's what it is. And you got to think of it like this. The reason it can happen in young people, it can happen in anybody, but people who have really robust immune response. You're basically giving the vaccine and you're counting on the immune system to really respond to that. If it responds a lot in someone with a really healthy immune system, it can cause more widespread inflammation. People feel miserable for a day or two. And in this case, it can cause inflammation around the heart. Do we know what the long-term consequences of myocarditis in young people that comes from the vaccine are? I don't think we, we can, we don't know. And I think the only way we can know long-term things to be perfectly honest, uh, of any of these aspects of the vaccine, the only way we can know long-term stuff is with the passage of time, you know, for certain. That's terrifying for well, parents. It, it, it the is. The idea that your son could get vaccinated and most likely he would have been fine if he got COVID and that your son could catch myocarditis I, and have permanent heart 
problems. I, well, I don't know that we can say the person will be fine if they get COVID, Joe. I mean, a young boy? Well, if they, the I, most young boys with no when you comorbidities. Say fine, you mean what? That they're not going to die? I mean, like me? I had COVID. You 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 I'm look fine. like you look like you're strong as an ox. Yes, I give you that. But you know, I you, you get teenagers who who will have these long COVID naps. You get you get. What does that mean? They just they're tired all the time. They get these sort of long hauler type symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, less so in kids. But you know, when you talk about thirty three percent of people having persistent symptoms that last months, I just feel like we define. Like I think we're allowed to have a nuanced conversation about this. We measure things in terms of life and death. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, it's easy. It's public health. That's the way the numbers get presented. And frankly, we probably that's our fault as well in the media to just say this is how many people have died. We don't know a lot about what this virus does to the body. We probably shouldn't just think of it as another type of pneumonia or cold because it's clearly doing something else. A cold wouldn't just cause isolated loss of smell. Flu wouldn't even do that. And then these so so many people developing long term symptoms. It's a lot there. It's like trying to herd cats, Sanjay, in a discussion like that. He shoots off in all these different tangents, and he says there's a lot we don't know about this, that, and the other thing. Myocarditis, though, when you're talking about risks of myocarditis, which is inflammation around the heart, we know the risks of COVID causing that, don't we? Yeah, I mean, th- that, that's the thing, and therein lies the nuance again. Uh, it, it is a fair question to bring up the idea of the side effect of the vaccines potentially being myocarditis. Um, but you also have to compare this to the, the risk of myocarditis from the disease itself. And let me show you, I mean, because I think this was the data that, that, that Joe was talking about, although, you know, it, it's tough sometimes to keep up. But overall, if you look and say there's a background rate of myocarditis that just occurs even before the pandemic with the vaccines, how many more additional cases per 100,000 people? Um, about 2.7, as you can see there. But from the disease itself, it's around 11. I mean, to, to be fair, both of these are rare and almost always these, these cases of myocarditis resolved. People were fine. They didn't require further treatment. But this is the whole point. The numbers you see on the screen is the whole point. Uh, you, you want to try and uh, obviously reduce risk of any of these things while, while really emphasizing the benefits. The vaccines offer lots of benefits and, and actually have a lower risk of myocarditis versus the disease itself. You mentioned, and, and he seems to go back uh, time and again to this idea that maybe getting COVID is better than getting the vaccine. I heard that repeatedly. Here's some of what he said. Testing is obviously testing you to see if you have the virus. Yes. The therapeutic is to treat you because you have the virus. Yes. I still think it'd be better not to get the virus. I think you'd be better to get the virus and recover and have amazing immunity to but it. What, like, Wouldn't I, it be? Well, you could get sick, though. You know what I think you should do? You I think you should sick. get vaccinated and then get sick. <laughs> what? This is <laughs> why. why? Because then you got the vaccine protects you from a bad infection, and then you get COVID, so then you get the robust immunity that's imparted from having okay. the actual disease itself, which is far more complex and comprehensive than you're getting from the vaccine that targets one specific yeah. protein, right? I can, you can make that argument, I think. Yeah, so that's so, the move. You all get, right. get vaccinated, let it wane, and hang around with a bunch of dirty people. <laughs> okay, well, I... I and I, then get a lot of therapeutics on hand so you can take care of it quickly. <laughs> I will see your recommendation. And do it? And give you one. Should have come out with us last night. You probably would have caught it. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. Now I know what your secret plan was. No. No. But but, but what? But uh, so so for you, Joe Rogan. Yes. I would say you've had it. 
Yes. So now get one shot of the vaccine. No. Why not? Because I have better immunity than I would if I was vaccinated. But does he, Sanjay? Also, he's not a doctor. He sure is talking like one, as if he is one, though. By the way, it was three hours of that, just to give you an idea. I mean, it was a lot of mental gymnastics. Uh, so, and, and again, there's a nuance here. People who have been infected do have natural immunity. And there was a study out of Israel, which made a lot of, uh, got a lot of attention, that basically showed, at least for a period of time, their, their immunity was stronger than those who had received the vaccine. Here's a problem, though. Um, one is we don't know how long that immunity lasts. People are trying to investigate that. And one of the studies that's come out showed that people who were, uh, had natural immunity versus vaccinated immunity, those with natural immunity were twice as likely to get reinfected. I mean, th th this is the data. We, we know with the vaccine now from the clinical trials and real world data, some six billion shots being given out around the world, that it is a safe and effective vaccine. So infection over vaccination should never be the message. No, uh, and people should not go out there and willingly get infected in pursuit of you know, uh, this natural immunity. It's a terrible strategy. I think Joe understood that, although near the end of the podcast, he was advocating that I go get COVID. So yeah, I, you know, still to this point, I'm not sure if he was joking. I think he was joking, but that is a terrible strategy, obviously. It doesn't really matter if he's joking, does it? If the millions of people listening to him don't know right. if he's joking at that point. Um, Sanjay, you're a prince. I don't know where you get your patience. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, a remarkable display of calm and patience there. Thank you so much for that. Barf. <laughs> he gets praised. Of course, yeah. Um, there was so much to that, and I know that was a long clip, but I, I just thought it was important. Um, yeah, because there's implications, and... They always they always give out these numbers. So yeah, oh, you're double you, the the rate of you getting this is is double. Mm. Well, we don't even know the starting point according to your stats. So it could be like a one percent, double is two percent. You mm. know, it, we don't even know because they always mess up the numbers. Um, Joe Rogan had had on his previous guest was Alex Berenson, and Alex Berenson uh, was a New York Times reporter, went to Yale, super smart, and um, he has really been more truthful in his reporting. Um, so he no longer works for the New York Times and he just does his own sub stack and people support him that way. And he was saying uh, with the some, some type of reporting on how the vaccine was affecting people, they didn't start with the first dosage of the vaccine. They said, okay, well, this is new. So we're just going to we're going to wait a couple months and then we'll start the reporting. Mm. And he was like, that's why the numbers aren't as bad. Uh, yeah. Showing that it's, I forget exactly what it was showing that people have gotten COVID afterwards or something along those lines. But basically um, whatever numbers you hear, you almost can't even really trust them mm. because they're being fudged all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really at the end of the interview, it was kind of like Joe Rogan was yeah trying to convince him to get COVID and he was mostly jesting. Mm -hmm. he, he's he's a comedian and yeah he's like well it doesn't really matter if he's joking if millions of people listen mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. and it's really this elitism oh, where yeah. yeah it's just like he's not like us joe rogan is just a nasty uh lower person mm -hmm. it, and that's really the way they think when 
and, and they're, they're so jealous of him because so many more people listen to Joe Rogan than listen to them. To CNN? To CNN, yep. <laughs> it, you could probably combine the, the whole channel's ratings mm. against Joe Rogan's. I'm not even talking just one show. I'm mm. talking the whole ratings, and Joe, uh, Joe Rogan probably still beats him out. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that one prior clip it talked about, I wasn't so interested in what he thought, but how he thought questioning joe rogan's ability and way of thinking he doesn't think right conservatives they're just their thinking is wrong they're deranged yeah and and once again he's not a conservative joe rogan is extremely socially liberal mm. but then he, he believes in um po- you know police guns um freedom he really respects the fact that he, he says he doesn't agree with everything in Texas, but he respects the fact that a red state seems to be better than mm. a blue state. So he, he's one of those kind of people. That's dangerous thinking to them. Oh, yeah. They, if you don't think the way they do, there's something wrong with you. Yep. And that's the way that, yeah, that's the way they are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they think that, uh, yeah, he's so stupid. Well, then... What did you really do? So he was, yeah, Sanjay Gupta was like, will you get the vaccine, Joe? Will you get the vaccine? Mm. And it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I've got stronger antibodies now. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, yeah, if you guys do have the time, I would recommend uh, you you watch the interview, although I do think we summed it up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's go to the verse. It's going to be uh, Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for a time out of of adversity. Um, yeah, definitely with the first part of that, that I thought it was you know fairly relevant because uh, you know with this interview that happened because at the end Joe Rogan was you know speaking very highly of Sanjay Gupta and he's mm. like please come on again I'd love to have you on again and Sanjay Gupta then goes and and is not a friend backstabs yes backstabs really one hundred percent so yeah it's just like a friend loves at all times and the way that you know you're really friends with someone is whenever the things are tough Mm. and they're willing to come and help you Mm -hmm. um not when things are just great because everybody can do that uh but yeah there's been times where you know if i'm being transparent um I kind of realized, oh, I don't think I really do want to be friends with this person Mm. as much Mm. as I thought because uh, I don't really want to go through like all this with them. And although that it that might seem make me look like a bad person, I think it's okay because we we don't have the bandwidth to be deep close friends with everybody. Mm. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and you know, God, God could help us Mm. choose who our friends are, and we don't have to have tons of friends. Mm. So, and then a brother is born for a time of adversity. Isn't that interesting? You know, it, you think brother goes even deeper than friend. Brother, of course, speaks of a blood uh, connection even. And, uh, yeah, born for adversity. It's almost like this is what they're made for. You know, and this is when you're going to need them. Yeah. So, yeah, powerful truth. Um a friend loves at all times. A brother's born for adversity. Yeah, it's a good verse. You picked it up pretty good there because you're not even looking at it. Mm-hmm. There we go. Bible memorization. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I, I hope you enjoyed the show, that you learned a lot. Thank you always for giving your time and listening. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>